Ladies and gentlemen, episode 26 of the Wrestling Journal podcast brought to you by WrestleBuzz at WrestleBuzz on Instagram and at WrestleBuzz with three Z's on Twitter. It is I, Joseph Crush, along here with my good brothers, NJ3. What's popping? What's popping? Good morning. Good morning, sir. The rock and roll champion, Nikki Noodles. What's going on, pal? Welcome back. What's up, boys? It's good to be back, guys. It's good to be back. You were sorely missed. I missed you guys. Just kidding. More than you know. (laughs) (laughs) And as always, bad news, Tom Canale. How's it going, buddy? Morning, boys. What's going on? Good morning, sir. Um, If you're aware, we had our first uh, TWJ draft on uh, our Buzz Cuts episode last week. We went to Instagram poll for the voting. No one knows who won here. You guys aren't aware. Between uh, Bad News, who ran who ran Raw, Ooh. and NJ3, who ran SmackDown. Yay! <laughs> I'd like to announce with a whopping 53% of the wow. votes. The reigning, defending. The reigning, <laughs> defending. TWJ draft champion. Bad news, Tom Canale. Talk about a comeback, baby. Talking about a comeback. (laughs) Comeback, baby. (laughs) Don't call it a comeback. All day. I was watching the poll all day. SmackDown was high and tight. I saw 60-40, And then late night, something happened. A spike came through. I don't know if Tom paid off people or what happened. But, I mean, uh, there was a lot of Slovinskis on that uh, on Instagram, so I guess we'll I see. I saw. I saw I can, I'm not going to share who voted for who. I um, I saw who voted for Tom. I'm not going to say anything after that. <laughs> <laughs> but congratulations, Tom. Thank you. It's, Thank it you goes to the votes, man. Very it goes impressed. to the votes. It's not a. Yeah. It's all opinionated at this point, right? So as many elections are. <laughs> mm. <laughs> So no, no, no electoral college here. <laughs> so as we hope for this year, uh, we hope the red brand wins in uh, real life and as in fake life. Uh, just kidding. We don't talk politics on the show. Um, guys, we have a giveaway going on on social media. I gave away our handles before at WrestleBuzz with three Z's on Twitter at WrestleBuzz on Instagram. Uh, it will be extended another week. I want to get as many people in as possible. Uh, follow the directions. Follow us on, on our social media and you will find the post there. So... Get on that. It's free. It's a free T-shirt. You choose. We send it. Anyone you want. Anyone you want. Uh-huh. Unless it's Very like nice. a $45 retro shirt or a jacket. Just let's well, go with a basic <laughs> fucking $25 shirt here, people. Um, hey. Or the buy one, get one. Do you love fantasy sports and professional wrestling? Of course you do. So join Paper Champion. It's free to play, win real prizes, gifts, trophies, and more. Signups for Season 5 are currently underway. Do you have what it takes to be the next paper champion? If so, contact us at kfabecup at gmail.com. Once again, that is kfabecup at gmail.com. Paper champion. Fantasy wrestling done right. Um, the draft, We did have the draft last week in, in real wrestling. So... Uh, just NJ3, do you have any winners and losers? Uh, any Maybe not the brands per se, but like any talent that you thought is better off moving from Raw to SmackDown. We had maybe Raw got Bray and Alexa. SmackDown got Seth and uh, who else they get? AJ, I don't know, uh, Kevin Owens. Anyone stick out to you, winners and losers of uh, the draft? Um, I mean, I guess anywhere where Bray and AJ go is always a good 
uh, I guess, shot in the arm that uh, definitely Raw needs. Um, I still, I do like what SmackDown did in terms of the talent they put over there. I think it's going to give some people some different opportunity, which will be kind of good. Looking forward to seeing that. It's tough, man. You know, no matter how good the talent is, it's it's always up to the people in the back that yeah. those shows are dictated by the writing. You know, Bray Wyatt could be one of the, it could be the, he is the coolest character that we have on television right now. And his success is going to be hindered on the writing. So at the end of the day, no matter who you put where, it's all about the writing. Yeah. Um, but I, I do like what they did. I think it was pretty cool. I'm happy to see Big E get a singles run. I think he deserves it. Um, I think this kind of gives for some hopefully easy storytelling for the guys in the back. I don't want them to work too hard, you know, blow too much smoke out of their ears. Yeah, no, I understand. I agree. I think, like you said, the writers have a lot to do with it. Um, it was more of a kayfabe question, but I guess you could, I guess you could take it that way. But uh, I <laughs> You know, man, I, li- I live the gimmick, man. You do. Um, I'm super stoked for Brain Alexa on Raw. We'll get into what happened there um, a little later on. But uh, uh, Nikki Noodles, any uh, winners and losers on your end for uh, the draft this uh, past week? Uh, yeah, I would say um, I'm going to go a little on the, the lower scale side of it. You know, Brain Alexa obviously is two big names, so they don't yeah. really need too much help. But I thought Elias with, with Raw um, full time is a nice little thing to get him back involved especially with the extra hour long show he can he can do a lot of good work to fill in some spots there mm-hmm. uh the role loser i really think was uh you might pay me to say this and you guys might disagree but i think keith lee i think with Raw's loaded roster i feel like unfortunately he might get buried in the in the shuffle again um which is very detrimental i think um and then as far as smackdown goes um I thought the big loser was Rollins, unfortunately. I just think outside of his potential run with Brian, there's not much for him to really work with and maybe help put some guys over. But the Monday Monday Night Messiah is uh, taking a hit, in my opinion. Yeah, I think that that's a, that's a good answer. I think – and I also don't like – I thought it would have been a great way to end the feud with Ray if you kept them separated. I think – bringing them over it's like are we how long i mean longevity is always good in the feud but how long is this going to continue for and i think that's the route they're going and even though they did hint at uh him and brian last night on smackdown it just still ray and dominic are still there so i don't know how long that goes maybe they still have plans they didn't want to end it so quick but uh yeah keith lee and raw i don't know I, I know i know it's been short it's very sh- like he's only been up there for a couple months but it's like i already think he needs like a, a, a shake-up already Smack, smackdown was a perfect fit for him with especially with the way they flip-flopped the, the major yeah. star power and he's he, his like character screams smackdown to me it's like i don't see raw on him i see a smackdown i see like him on friday nights i imagine him like him and big E going at it like i feel like that would be fucking top-notch stuff maybe that's a future plan but i just like right now it's something i'd want to see um Tommy, uh, winners and losers from the draft. I think, I think the one winner for SmackDown, I think Alistair Black, because, you know, I mean, what else are they going to do with him on Raw? I mean, you know, he could go against guys. Like, I know he's going to go going against Owens, but maybe down the line you go against Daniel Bryan. I think that would be a pretty cool feud. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That would be very cool. And who knows, maybe he could go, do something with Rollins, you know, some, you know, do that. But, no, I think he – that was cool. And who knows, maybe he could challenge Otis for the briefcase. I'm, you know. If they would, do that, yeah. We're still do that, yeah. Right do that, something yeah. like that. Yeah. That'd be very cool. And lose it for Raw, like everyone was saying. And Keith Lee, I definitely think he should have gone to Raw. Because, you know, he's definitely going to get lost in the show. He got on a SmackDown. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, I did. Um, so, um, and I mean, it's pretty cool seeing Matt Riddle go to Raw. Because I think, you know, just imagine all the guys he could go with. I mean, Drew eventually, you know, maybe. Maybe he goes against The Fiend. I mean, how cool would that be? You know, I think that'd be, that'd be cool. pretty cool. Yeah. 
So yeah, so that's and I was this one was very shocking. I was very shocked to see Sheamus go to Raw. Mm-hmm. Anyone else? I mean, that was like I was like, wow, okay. So that was a little bit of a surprise there. But no, overall, I think you know Raw definitely got the better end of this deal this time. But I just I think both I think both shows you know did all right. Yeah, I agree. I think uh, Raw. I, I my pick would be Raw as the winner overall, mm-hmm. but. Uh, well, that's that's their, always their intention. That's their point, yeah, right? They have to. They, they, really, they really hammer that one home. I'll tell you that. Yeah, <laughs> that's all they ever try to do, and they just you agree. Know. But let's see what happens with uh, the booking purposes. Um, something that stuck out to me was hoping that Rollins and AJ would be on the same show. I mean, we got them crossing paths last week, but I think, or this past Monday, I think uh, I would have loved to see a program with them too. I feel like it's something we haven't gotten like a one-on-one feud with them too. I know they're both heels right now, but I think hopefully down the road, we get that at some point. I think it's like a dream matchup that I've kind of Especially mania quality, not yeah. no uh, clash of champions or so. Oh, also, yeah. I also heard it's all I rumor based, but I believe Rollins came out and said something that he never wanted to work with riddle. And that could be why they aren't on the same show. There's like, some, yeah, no, yeah. That's yeah. legitimate heat with that. Yeah. Cause apparently people like are on the other side of his accusations, I think. It may stem from there as well. So, I don't know. We'll see what happens. Um, Jersey, I just want to get your opinion on uh, Bailey, number one on the PWI top women's uh, list there this year. Uh, top five went to all WWE superstars, which is great. Um, just thoughts on Bailey and uh, her deserving the number one spot this year. I mean, what she's done, her character transformation. I mean, who's had a bigger transformation than Bailey this past year? Yeah. Right? Think about it. She was the hugger. She was, you know, with with the with the blow up buddies. Nick has a couple in his in his uh, apartment. Um, <laughs> about the bed, right around the bed. <laughs> yeah, you know. So with the streamers, with the whole all that stuff, and and she literally, you know, sometimes when you change your character gimmick, it doesn't go over so quickly. But with Bailey, she embraced it. She cut her hair. She changed her mannerisms. She changed how she acted. She changed how she wrestled. Her music, her gear, it all worked. She's been champion for over what now? Uh, they, they, she hit the finally the 400 day mark, a little bit over, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, I think so. Yeah, I think she's there. Yeah, she, I, I think she's I, the longest. She's SmackDown definitely, if she's champion. not, she's pretty damn, pretty damn close. Yeah, so, so. she's exactly, I know she's definitely the longest SmackDown champion because they did put that in her little thing yeah. when she got drafted to SmackDown. I mean, I think she absolutely deserves it. She's the MVP of the women's for the past at least year. She's been there day in and day out, hasn't gotten hurt, and has literally put SmackDown and all the women's storyline pretty much on her back. I'm gonna be honest. Like when she did the heel turn, I was I was nervous for her because I like I couldn't picture her. That's my being, point. Yeah, I couldn't picture her being a heel ever. And I was like, I know she, it was she definitely needed it because she was getting uh, a really crappy reaction as Babyface Bailey. And I love Babyface Bailey, but I mean, it just over time you need some sort of change, and she actually absolutely killed it. Um, how much? How much, Joe? Real quick, how much do you think it like? It must be like you know when she was when she was hugger Bailey, right? To to go through that transformation, have the opportunity to actually have like legit fun, right? To be a heel, that's got to be like the most uplifting experience in a way. You know what I mean? To be something you're totally different that kind of ran a little stale for most people. It's got to be a great feeling, and you, and you always you know it. you have the freedom to do whatever it is you kind of want as a heel, mm-hmm. and it can go over so easily. I think it's easier to get over as a heel than it is as, as a face, in my opinion. Yeah, and you and you're like you hear interviews from all the wrestlers in the past and everything, and they say how it, how much fun it is to be a heel and how easy yeah. it is to be a heel, and like because it's easy for people to hate you as yeah. opposed to people getting to like you. So I mean, especially in today's world. <laughs> oh my God, are you kidding me? Um, right. 
But uh, just to give a, the information here, the top 10, they, I, I don't think they provided the top 100 to the public yet. I think they just gave us the top 10, uh, as far as I know. Um, number 10, I don't know who it is, and I apologize. Uh, Mayu Iwatani. Never, I don't know if she's from New Japan or if she's – I don't know. They don't actually do women in New Japan, but uh, I don't think. But maybe like stardom or something like that. I'm not sure. Uh, number nine was Io Shirai. Uh, number eight was Riho. Seven was Tessa Blanchard. Six was uh, Sheeta, and then five Sasha, four Charlotte, three Asuka, two Becky, one Bailey. And this is over the past year, so obviously Becky and Charlotte haven't been around. Um, Tessa is obviously hasn't been active lately, but this whole year, you could say you could argue that they all killed it respectively. Um, and as like last time for the men, they went by championships one, uh, quality of the opposition, technical proficiency, win loss records overall activity and momentum or promotional push. So, I mean, you, that's, I think it's a respectful and we discussed this in the group chat one time, like Ambrose got fucked or I'm sorry, Moxley got number one in PWI, the, the top guy. I mean, we didn't agree with that. I, I think they were off with that, but like, I think this is like a, a list, obviously disregarded number 10 that we don't know, but I agree with this wholeheartedly the way they set this up here. Yeah. The only thing I just want to add to it is just that Sheeta, I feel for Sheeta because I, I, I do enjoy watching her wrestle. I think she's extremely like well versed in all that she does in the ring. Sure. But the people that she has to work with unfortunately aren't up to her caliber. She's yeah. down. I agree. Jason. And if you if you look at the top five on the on that list, those women, I mean, yes, they're all in WWE and we're not trying to be a homer WWE show, we're trying to be a wrestling podcast, but yeah. they were able to work with each other. And that's why we got these amazing storylines and feuds. And I feel for Sheeta because she deserves someone at her level. I'm hoping maybe Thunder Rose or whoever, you know, eventually maybe Britt Baker when she gets really fully going again, kind of give her that, 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 you know, gripping storyline that she needs. Yeah. It's almost like and, not and fair. For, <laughs> it's like not fair for any other women's like division ever out there. Yeah. It's like WWE has that unlock. I mean, you can't really argue that at, at any point. Um, moving forward. Uh, Dark Side of the Ring season three is under production, uh, and the rumor they haven't came out with a full list of topics, but rumor topics right now are the top the ones that stuck out to me uh, were Jake the Snake and Brian Pillman. Uh, bad news thoughts. I know we love Dark Side of the Ring the past two seasons. Just thoughts <laughs> on these two topics that came out, and are you excited for season three? Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, just think the Jake the Snake one, you're going to see him like at his absolute worst. And then you're going to see, you know, I'm sure they're going to have the stuff when he's with DDP, you know, helping him, you know, basically saving his life, you know, with everything. So that should be pretty cool. Yeah. And Brian Pillman one, that's just going to be, I mean, that's probably going to be sad as anything. And they'll probably include that, you know, the dreadful interview they did oh. the next night on Raw with the wife and everything. So, yeah. So, I mean, no, I'm really excited. I'm just curious what are the stories they're going to do. But as we know in professional wrestling, there's, there's plenty of them, so you know we'll have to yeah. wait. Yeah, it's going to be, and it's it's already come out in interviews how uh, how shady that interview was the next day oh, with the wife. Brutal. So, no, no, it's rough. Uh, we did see we have seen the resurrection of Jake the Snake Roberts. It's out on Netflix, I still believe. So you can kind of get a, a background of that if you want to check that out. It's a really good documentary. Um, but well, I'm sure we'll get a similar story from uh, Dark Side of the Ring. Uh, Nicky Noodles, big. I know you're a big fan. Uh, and we can get it eventually get into it more, I guess, on Raw, but Raw Underground's canceled. I know you're really upset, and I, I know it's going to be a hard topic for you to talk about, but uh, just share um, some 
maybe the hist like the top moments that you enjoyed from <laughs> there, there really wasn't too many and this is the exact expected result that i predicted that it would be so this is this is no uh, this is nothing new and uh, it went according to plan i guess if you want to <laughs> it's a shame if you want to say shame. it really is because it, it just it's it like anything else if, it, if it's not a home run in, in one week yeah, they're ready to pull the plug right away. So you know, it's weird. They, it, they mentioned in the draft like Raw Underground and like how, like Stephanie had brought up like when they drafted Riddick Moss and uh, I'll never remember his name, Bob Batuni. Uh, yeah, Dabakato. Bob No, he used to be like Bob or some shit like that. I think. Sure. Forget it. Whatever. Um, but they like drafted them and mentioned Raw Underground, and then a week la- or like days later, it's coming out that it's canceled. So I mean, it hasn't been on three week, two three weeks. So I called it last week. I was like, "What's going on with this?" Yeah, it's weird. It's freaking weird. Final nail in the coffin. <clears throat> but uh, so I mean, we'll get those guys on Raw now, I guess. Uh, Riddick Moss and uh, Dabakato. So yeah, they're right. they got, maybe they can yeah, actually really wrestle and actually maybe try to uh, you know get over on their own skills. And Arturo Rupas. Look at him. <laughs> Big Arturo. Um, and just a quick shout out to John Cena. He got married. Uh, congrats. That's <laughs> very, very beautiful. We didn't see that coming. I'll tell you. Yeah. <laughs> that coming. So that coming. Um, all right, guys. Moving into the week of wrestling that happened this past week. Uh, we got the ending of the draft on Raw. And we know that both tag teams were moved over. Oh, at the time, they were crossing paths. New Day went to tag team champions. New Day went to Raw. Street Profits went to SmackDown and just kind of a casual swap of tag titles. I wasn't really a fan of that. I'm not sure about you guys. Uh, NJ3, just uh, would you have done it a different way or are you cool with just the casual swap there and just, that's it? I mean, I guess my question then would be like, what, how would you have, I guess, what you what could you have accomplished better than than swapping the titles, right? You were going to have them face each other for unification, right? So that's, that's off the table. No, I agree. Why not? Yeah. We did say, like, this is the perfect opportunity to have them be unified and have the titles go back and forth because that can really give you some fresh storylines um and even pop down and if, really right? if you if you really want to absolutely why not you're doing the show at the thunderdome absolutely. covid ain't going away anytime soon right no matter what we want or how bad we want to get back to normal life unfortunately this is what the normal is going to be for the immediate future so in terms of what could have been better uh, i mean i guess they thought a funny segment with the two teams because they're both kind of semi-comedic um you know but uh, i don't I know i guess the what delivery, the delivery of it was fine. I and I like both of them as I like seeing them interact. That was like for a first, and I think them together would be great, like for a Survivor Series team or something like that down the road. But I think it's just like underwhelming. I know we've like we always fantasy book, and it's hard to like not not everything actually never anything that we want fantasy book comes true. So like Isn't I guess that crazy <laughs> high hopes of like them unifying the tag team titles and having them go back to back on the shows. Um, was kind of a reach there, especially for this current product. But uh, I don't know. It just kind of sucked, I think, like just seeing a swap and that was it. There was it no was like last there. You expect yeah. something a little bit bigger, a little bit more exciting. Yeah, it is what it is. You, you, knew, you knew they weren't going to take any chances of trying to mess around with like a quick storyline or some set up a ruin a feud over something like that that can they re- really revisit somewhere down the line. Yeah. No, it is what it is, I guess. Um, noodles, you mentioned Elias getting drafted before. Uh, oh, no, was that Tom? I'm sorry. 
No, it was not me. It was me. It was, yeah, so you mentioned that the Lions getting drafted to Raw before. Uh, he actually made his return on Raw before that and in, interrupted uh, Jeff Hardy in what I would consider a pay-per-view caliber triple threat match with Jeff Hardy, AJ Styles, yeah. and Seth Rollins. thought it was fantastic. Um, awesome. The ending was perfect, sending off Seth, not getting pinned. Elias now joining a new feud with Jeff Hardy, and then AJ getting the dub. Um, just thoughts on that match and uh, Elias returning uh, in that fashion. Oh, well, first of all, it was an epic match. I thought it was fantastic. And I always like like a, an ending like that sometimes gets me going to when, you know, you have a, a new storyline created, but also makes sense to finish off a match that way. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've always felt Elias has always been kind of underutilized. You know, they, you know, he does obviously the good guitar work and he really works the crowd. His best work, obviously, is a heel. Um, so I'd like to see him actually get in the ring more often and actually use, use his skills. Because when he's in there, he's legit. Yeah. So and and to go after a few with, with Hardy would be real legit, and um, you know it's definitely they can, they can do a lot of different things together. So hopefully, it can propel him too to get more in the title picture in a way. You know, at least other title belts, maybe not the main the main title, but you know what yeah. I mean. Now they're also referring back to when Jeff had quote unquote hit Elias with yeah. the car when he was drunk, and they're acting like they still don't know who it was. Like it wasn't Sheamus. I don't understand that part, but uh. Yeah. And, what's her name was it charlie or kayla i forget who's uh charlie right on raw yeah Yeah. she had said oh it was someone with red hair it's like there's only one red red haired guy isn't it i thought we finished this but i guess not (laughs) uh but i like how they're referring back to that how yeah it's like still the start Uh, of where you know where where the feud really originated to make him turn yeah yeah, i i I liked it um tommy i know you're a huge fan of this so i want to hit on you first but then i want to kind of ask everybody else we got garza Garza came back quick, rather quick. So that was pretty impressive. We saw, like you, you had mentioned on in, in social media, you saw him back in the gym. So we knew he was active, but we just didn't know after a quad tear, I think maybe a, a month at least. I think it's been like two weeks now. So it was good to see him back. Uh, he got the W over Andrade. And then uh, Zelina was out on the, on the side of the ring, and she came in to help Andrade just to check on him. And then we get Alexa the Fiend showing up, fucking double Sister Abigail. It was impressive. It was Super, very happy to see this. Very happy. Uh, super, very happy. Super, very. Ha- I was going to say something else, but I didn't want to get. Uh, you know what I mean. <clears throat> very excited. I was very happy. Um, happy in my pants. Uh, just thoughts on. I mean, the progression that we've got, gotten so far from the Alexa Bray storyline. Uh, we know Bray's now. They're both on uh, Raw now. So just, just thoughts on that. Nah, I mean, it was just, <clears throat> it was absolutely perfect. I mean. When the lights went out, I'm like, okay, cool. The Fiend's coming out. He's going to attack, you know, uh, Andrade. Then when it was Alexa, I, and she was doing the whole, you know, upside down thing, I was like, holy shit. I was like, wow, <laughs> this is this is freaking epic. And then, you know, the Fiend shows up right behind them. And like you said, they both hit the Sister Abigails. I, was, I mean, I text all you guys. I can't say what I text you, but, you know, <laughs> you be here, but, you know. It was a share a little bit, Tommy. Just a little, a little share. <laughs> uh, but no, it was very, no, it was very cool. And I wonder if this is going to start a feud between, you know, maybe Andrade, because this talks maybe Andrade's going back to NXT. I don't know. Maybe it's just like oh, yeah. a one-time thing. Who knows? But maybe they'll be doing this. Maybe they'll be like attacking random people just, you know, just to create, you know, chaos on Raw type of thing. So uh, it was very... Very cool and absolutely amazing. I think what they're doing with Alexa is probably the best thing she's ever done. And she's done a lot since she's been up on the main roster. So it's been very cool. Yeah, I think anything she's really been handed, she kind of takes and runs with pretty well. Um, what do you, Andrew, what do you think, what's what's a plan that you'd want to see them go, like, follow through with? Like, what do you want for 
Bray and Alexa, like how, how do, is there an end game here that you want to see? Maybe not an end game, but like the next feud or anyone that you want to see them go after, or is it kind of just like attack random people, attack the women, attack the guys, and then just keep doing their thing? That's a good question, Joe. Um, one thing I'll, I will say is just be very careful with championships, yeah. right? Because they kind of, they kind of did that on SmackDown with Bray a little bit. And it kind of, I don't want to say it hurt him, but it didn't help him by any, any stretch. So I want them to be very careful with if you're going to have them go against Oscar or Drew McIntyre or whatever the case is that you got to be very careful because once you start introducing those titles, it's hard to take them out because once you have them lose to these champions, it does bring down their credibility a little bit more. Yeah. So personally, I'd like to see them in more storyline feuds than actual championship feuds, unless they want to give them a legitimate run. And I'm talking like a monster run, like a Bailey run. Yeah. Kind, of, kind of run not not a transitional champion of what they did with bray before goldberg took the title off of him don't no, do I, that i agree i think it's I've, i think we've said that multiple times how be careful with it don't give him a championship if you're going to take it off him so fast i think if you decide to ever do that and give them both the strap of both their respective uh belts then make it a dominant a very dominant run and then have someone that's worthy of beating them come up down the road and then do that there. But um, I also hope to see a, a physical progression of Alexa, like mm-hmm. a more like a fiend type look to her eventually. I know we brought that up a couple times here, but I just think uh, you can't put a mask on that face though. No, oh, no. You, Joey. <laughs> I know. Did I ever say that? No, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just putting it Making out. Making sure there. that's not the route you're going. Give her like, <laughs> she, she has like, I mean, I know it's very, it's still fresh. So it's, maybe give her like a two face kind of thing where half her face is bliss and the other half is like fiend. So, cause she has yeah. that split personality. That's, yeah. work, Jersey. that's oh, excellent. That's why he's here. The, professional. the best, the game's best. I don't know. I, I just, uh, I'm I'm happy with what you're doing. I was very excited to see the, the double sister Abigail. I liked the way it looked. It felt good. It was a good moment, and it only timing was precise too. Yeah, actually. it was like quick. Got got the job done, and then uh, she. I we said this multiple times. She almost does a better Abigail than uh, Ray sometimes. I mean, I don't know. I love Alexa. God bless. Um, More than Ryan right. Cabrera. What's up? More than Ryan Cabrera because I do absolutely. I mean, <laughs> he doesn't even know what he has. Uh, <laughs> No shout out to Ryan Cabrera. Yeah. F you. F you. <laughs> there was a uh, a number one contendership for the women's uh, world champion uh, world championship uh, battle royal. I apologize, and we had a lot of competitors in that battle royal that I thought were valid candidates to win, and we got Lana. <laughs> uh, so I'm question this decision. Nikki Noodles, I'm going to be the one that questions you. What are your thoughts on this? Uh, this movie. Yeah, that, that's a that's a tough one for me to buy into, um, especially the way they've been like squashing and uh, kind of embarrassing Lana you know, week after week here for quite some time. Yeah. So now all of a sudden, uh, give her a uh, like a title opportunity seems just awkward because she's a little awkward in the ring and a lot of things she does. Obviously, she's great to look at, and she, you know she is someone pretty athletic for, but she's just not like a seasoned wrestler by any means. And to me, there's just not a lot of believability there, and I just. I know they're trying to push some new people, but I mean, this seems very odd. I mean, I guess it's definitely better than like Natty doing the same thing over and over again, but uh, it definitely caught me by surprise. And I'm curious to see where this direction go, if they even have any. Yeah, I thought Lacey was a valid one for this. Uh, I <sighs> Lacey she was the best. Yeah. But uh, no, I mean, it's not really with, like you said, the, the recent way she's been built and. and so getting crushed. Yeah. yeah. What, 
I don't know. I like she can't win. There's no. So, I mean, there's, like there's 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 I'm okay with certain type of swerving. These are the swerves that just don't make any sense to me because the believability aspect is just not there in any way. What happens if she has like a plan down in her back pocket for like for help and then she wins? What happens there? Because like it's so un, it's so unbelievable. This matchup is so unbelievable. Like it's not believable at all. Like why would they do this unless they have some sort of like swerve plan for us? And Lana I mean, will be the new it, 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 champion. <laughs> I don't know. It would be re- really really uh, tough to to fathom that potentially happening. And but. listen, and I had texted you guys. I watched Raw Talk. I'm not sure if you guys checked it out. She cut a promo that was from her. And she cut it herself. There was no written shit. There was no way. Because it was a totally different... I got a totally different vibe from her on Raw Talk than I do on actual Raw. And I was like, all right, I can get behind this Lana, but I need to see this Lana. I'm not seeing this Lana on TV. I'm seeing her on Raw Talk or, like, on social media, whatever. I'm not seeing her on Raw. Like, I can get behind her. Maybe I still wouldn't, don't think she can beat Asuka. Uh, it's just crazy. I don't know what the plan is here. Is it just like we we've talked about it? Oscar just keeps getting set up with people that we know she can she can go up against and beat. And then when's the time that we get a viable candidate for her to have some sort of competition? I don't know. It's just question. Maybe, maybe I mean one of the things is is Kyrie Stane still around? That's yeah. Maybe, maybe she can turn on Oscar and Lana has a quick run transitionally and Oscar and. Kyrie have a nice little feud or something like that. So one of the only things that makes sense for Asuka because she needs to wrestle people that are actually somewhat on par with her because she would embarrass Lana in every way, shape, or form. I think uh, losing Charlotte and Becky really hurt. The, like I know it's we got uh, we don't want to recycle the same things over and over again, but like those two in the main roster were because Bailey and Sasha were always together on the same show. Those two were the only ones that actually felt like they could beat the uh, Asuka. Now we need. Yeah. I need some fresh blood from NXT coming up. I need Rhea Ripley to come up and fight Oscar because, like, at this moment, she's the only one I see. What What are you shaking your head for, Jersey? Leave NXT alone. <laughs> Nothing can fix Raw, Joey. We've been going over this. How many times do we need to hammer it home, Joe? Raw is unfixable. Now, but all jokes aside, I do agree with you. It's always nice in a pinch where you can have like Becky or Charlotte kind of come in. And if you need a quick main event storyline or you need someone believable as a credible champion or challenger, you always had it. And now they're in an environment where they don't have it, which is why Bliss is over there, right? Besides being tied to the Fiend right now, that's why she's over there to kind of help with that. But I agree with you. They have to build something a little bit better. Lana is not the way to build. That's the way you treated her for the last month. I mean, she's not credible. No, not at all. She never really was, let's be honest about it. You know what I mean? Um, but like Bliss with the, the Fiend gimmick there, that's a believable thing to beat Asuka in that form, mm-hmm. right? I mean, that's one of the few things that actually is a believable aspect in somehow Asuka losing the title at some point. You know what they're going to do? Charlotte's going to come back and win again? Book, book it right now. <laughs> guess guess who's going to come and help Lana? Arrow? Eva Marie. Whoa. <laughs> oh, gosh. I'm not. I mean, I don't want that, but I'm just saying, watch <laughs> fucking plan. Way to get. I guess that. it's possible. Just let do that when they don't have a crowd in front of them, because that's when you need to do that shit. Because that would be fucking. They'd, I bet you it would be like a, a Hogan right. NWO reaction <laughs> in the fucking ring. Um, Jersey, you brought up NXT. How about you take us down uh, the Wednesday night road here and uh, fill us in on what happened this week? Let's do it Wednesday night. 
the best night of wrestling. And we'll start with NXT because you said NXT. Um, a lot of things actually happen. So this is going to be a little bit hard because I know we're on time, but we're going to, we'll do this, you know, sure. you know, one question for each of you and we'll, we'll do our thing as we always do. Um, Bobby Fish and Roddy Strong took on Oni Lorcan and Danny Burch. And if you heard my rant about Oni Lorcan last week, you know that I was not rooting for him. Um, <laughs> Joe, you know, you're a big, you're an undisputed ever kind of guy. Bobby Fish, Roddy Strong, they get the win. They become the number one champ, uh, number one contenders for Brizongo's NXT Tag Team Championship. Are we going to see a prophecy, the gold prophecy, come back again? Is this just, I guess, I don't know, was Brizongo, you know, um, transitional champions? What do you, uh, what do you think about the UE getting another shot? Well, I could also agree with you that Oni Lorgan's on my shit list right now um, for multiple reasons. Okay, good. But uh, yeah, I mean, I nothing against Brizongo. I think. At least if you're not going to do a full prophecy, at least give the I like to see a run with Roddy and Bobby Bobby Fish. I think they something we didn't get fully, and uh, Kyle could do his thing with the single championship. I think I don't know how long Cole's out for, um, or how they plan on booking him out for, but uh, <clears throat> I think if you're going to keep the UE down there, keep him in in the main event and the, the title picture on both ends. So I'm I'm happy with that. I think uh, them versus Brizango could be a nice little feud there or a little matchup, and then uh, we'll see what happens. I'm excited though. No, I'm with you. Um, the UA just feels empty without those titles. I mean, I just kind of figure it's almost like a, it's almost like a part of their their thing. It's like they're champions to me. I always like oh, champions. I always yeah. thought they once they lost, like I thought they would just have gold until they were ready to get put made up with the main roster, and then that was it. But then they lost yeah. it, still down there. So I don't know. I know. Uh, I know. So I guess we'll see. Looking forward to it. Um, Nick Robert Stone. We haven't seen him in a while, just like I haven't seen you in a while. So it's funny, yeah, you know, we get, we get to see Robert Stone, we get to see you in the same week. Um, Robert Stone and Aaliyah come out, and they take on Tony Storm. I guess I wouldn't say debuting NXT because she's been there on both yeah. brands before, but I guess coming back, we'll say, right, coming back. Yeah. Um, are you happy to see Tony back? Is it Tony time on, on your watch? Um, what do you Tony think about Aaliyah? Watch, you know, what do you think about Aaliyah and Tony's <laughs> match? Well, I thought it was. I thought it was pretty good. I thought, um, you know, Lee got a lot more offense in on Tony than I than I thought in in the build for Tony Storm because she has some, some serious potential. Um, two of my personal favorites going at it. It was always always a thrill for me on a, on a different level. Um, but uh, it was definitely nice to see Tony Storm back in action, and you know, she has the ability to be something more, especially down in the NXT brand. So she could fit right into the mix with the upper echelon type wrestlers. So. I mean, I don't know how that brand is anymore lower with those with those ladies down there, but boy, it's oh incredible. boy, do they have talent. He fits right in, though. Absolutely. Loaded. They can honestly like run a show of just straight women down there for how talented and how deep that, that roster is. It's it's crazy. Blows my mind. I feel like they had like back-to-back-to-back-to-back um, to back to back to back segments of women's this past episode. Yeah. How do you but, not? But who's complaining about it, though? That's not, I mean, no, like, it is. I'm so, saying it's just like, so good that you can just run that over and over again. Yeah. The wrestling is so much better on NXT than any other brand. It's, it's mind-blowing. Yeah. Uh, Rhea, Io, Shanti, Candice, Tony. I mean, God, you can just keep going on and on. Dakota Kai. Even though Raquel Gonzalez in there, you know, her character's getting over. I'm actually enjoying seeing her. Even though I know she's supposed to be the muscle, we're going to get her and Rhea at Halloween Havoc. Looking forward to that. It's going to be awesome. Yeah. Uh, Tom, Killian Dane and Drake Maverick. I know you're a big comedy segment kind of guy, right? So we got Killian (laughs) Dane and Drake Maverick. The the the, was it the furry and the fury? No, the fury and the furry. I think that's what they were calling themselves a little yeah. bit. Um, did you do you, do you like the comedy segment we've seen into them? Are you happy to see a little bit different side of Killian Dane? 
Um, how do you think about their theme music? Uh, it's actually kind of catchy and silly, which is which is kind of funny. They did unfortunately lose to Imperium, but do you think it did hurt them in the end? I guess tell me how you're thinking about them. I mean, first thing I thought of when I saw that, I go, "This is the NXT version of Team Hell No." Did anyone else feel that? No, yeah, of course. I mean, so I mean, you, you saw how over, how over they got with everything, but no, I mean, I think. But now, you know, I think it's going to be good for them. You know, like you said, seeing a comedic version of uh, Killian Dane's pretty cool. And Drake Maverick, that freaking guy can, you know, tell anything. The guy's so freaking talented, you know, telling things. But yeah, like you said, the theme music is pretty funny. But, you know, I hope they keep them together for a little bit. Like, you know, like I said, get like a little mini version of Team Hell No down there. And who knows, maybe they can win the belts eventually, maybe somewhere down the line and everything. But no. Pretty cool. I, I really liked it. You know, they were teasing it for a while. So now a lot of fun. So hope they keep it together. No, I thought it was funny. I, I, I was cracking up hysterical. And to be honest, their, their theme music's kind of like, it's a little catchy. So I ain't going to lie. No. I played it one time and I was like, okay, that's pretty funny. Nobody hit you but me, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's, good to see, it's good to see when you have so much talent, like to give a, a storyline to guys that wouldn't, if they were on at some other shows, they would just get fucking thrown in for no reason, like have no like so any like meaning behind it. So it's good to see like the booking down there and the like the stuff like that is they have a thought process. It seems like so I don't, mm-hmm. keeps them relevant. They clearly do, and even on a two-hour show, right? We can only we can have a whole show on the transition from the one-hour NXT shows to the two hours and the quality of shows that you got. And to be honest, I appreciate the one-hour show, but I am happy to see them at least giving us legitimate storylines and having multiple storylines run on shows where you know sometimes and recently you get like the same three recycled storylines on on these top on run smackdown it's like all right how many times are we going to see the mysterio rollins thing like we're yeah. going to wrap it up eventually like we like the slow burn but we've gotten the payoff how many times is dominic and ray and um and seth going to fight you know and it just or Mur- you know. throw murphy in there too it's like what's yeah. what's happening here going forever <laughs> so I, know, I feel like I know. it's been going on for like half a year, right? It's almost like uh, after Money in the Bank started. Yeah, Money in the Bank. It's a long time, long time. Main event time: the returning Dexter Loomis, Tom's boy, against Damian Priest, the Archer of Infamy, Nick's boy, for the North American Championship. One thing I want to kind of point out that I really did appreciate is that. You know how they always kind of push this whole TNT title weekly challenge they were doing, the open US challenge and all these things with like these more mid-card titles. Well, I like what they're doing with the North American Championship is they're not announcing that it's a weekly initiative to push the champion, right? Yeah. They're putting the matches first, right? Damien is the champion. It's clear. He's doing a great job with the championship. We've been we've sung his praises week over, week in and week out. But what I do like is that they're not focusing on this being a gimmick, more or less they're focusing on the actual storyline of wrestling. And that's something that I think, you know, the TNT title storyline could take a little help from same thing with the IC and U- and the U S championships when they were doing those open challenge things. Like you don't need to have open challenges to the locker room, give legitimate storyline to wrestling and it'll, it'll tell itself. Right. That's what I feel like they're doing down here with at least this championship, which is it stuck out to me. I don't know if that kind of if you guys caught that at no, least a little bit, That's but good. good point. It really did stick out to me. Um, great back and forth match. I mean, Dexter Loomis is going to be a guy, mm. and for someone who hasn't said a word on the mic and is legitimately getting over first talent in the ring, and his character goes a long way to tell you that he's actually going to be a legitimate mainstay at least in NXT. Um, great match. Damian Priest did get the win. 
Um, Cameron Grimes, of course, inserted himself. Joey's boy. Not right. Inserted himself in the match. So we're definitely building to a Dexter Lewis Cameron Grimes feud, which I'm, I'm absolutely okay with. And then Johnny Gargano put his, put, I guess, got in Damian Priest's business and hit him with a chair. Um, Mr. Regal comes out, lets them know that at Halloween Havoc, you're going to get another North American championship match. But the host of Halloween Havoc, Shauncee Blackheart, revealed a wheel of Havoc, I guess. I didn't, I didn't catch what they named it, but we're going to find out. Video, what, it? Something like that. So I guess yeah. we're going to find out what the match is going to be. But boys, it's going to be roundtable for this one because this was a lot in this segment. Yeah. Uh, Nick, if you want to start us off, you know, happy to see Dexter Loomis. Are you on board with that? Do you like the idea of how they're almost presenting the North American Championship? They're not kind of like putting the title above it. They're kind of using the storytelling with the wrestling. And yeah, of I guess course. leading. <clears throat> yeah. I mean, yeah, like you were saying, you know, no gimmick thing with the title. You know what I mean? Just let let the champion do his do. His do you know what I mean? Priest has improved. Because it gets better. Every single match you watch Priest wrestling, he just keeps getting better and better. And the highlights should be on the champion, not so much the title belt. You know what I mean? Like, let the guy work and let him do his thing to prove that he's worthy of the championship. You don't got to be like Cody where everything's all about Cody. You know what I mean? Um, oh, shut so, <laughs> I def- def- And I definitely love Dexter. I think uh, – Mr. Loomis is, is legit, and he's definitely going to be on the upper echelon level here to continue his push towards the top. So they're doing unbelievable things as usual down at NXT level. Yeah, I thought that main event, that finish was great. I love all the little, the little I guess, Easter eggs, you want to say, or, or, yeah. or planting the seeds of this feud's going to come from this, this feud, this. It just It's really good booking and storytelling, and it's exactly what we always hope for, is to give us a little bit of something with some, with some value. Um, I love Gar- the Gar- Gargano attack. By the way, is always always clutch too. They're always setting up that that big title event for the for the long run. Yeah, no, they're they're doing it, man. Uh, Tom, tell us tell me about Dexter Loomis. What's going on for you? I mean, that guy. I mean, like we said, if he didn't get hurt, I think he would have been North American champ because he was. Yeah, I mean, I think he was my favorite to win it all in that ladder match. But like you said, for a guy that doesn't talk, all he does is communicate with his eyes and how creepy his shit he is. I mean, it's just like like you said. The guy's going to be there for a while, and I can't wait. I hope one day he's NXT champ, but, you know, obviously that's down the line. So. Okay. All right, Tommy. I like it. Giving your no, endorsement. I mean, like, the guy's just – I mean, like, the guy – that match was awesome between him and – It was. It was I fantastic. Mean, I mean, the stuff they were pulling out was just – holy shit. It was just awesome. And, like you said, if, as long as he stays healthy, I really think he has a bright future. And I can't – I mean, him and Kevin Grimes is going to be fun, obviously, with, you know, Loomis winning, of course. But, you know, whatever. Wow. Relax. <laughs> But oh yeah, it's, okay, he's just awesome. Okay. Tommy, you want to shout out shout out Dexter real quick? Shout out Dexter. Go ahead. Yeah, shout out Dexter Loomis. <laughs> uh, shout out to Dexter Loomis and shout out to Wardlow. Um, Joey, shout out to I mean, Grimes, and shout out to Cameron Grimes. <laughs> Joey, take us through the main event, all the seeds that they're planting, all the storylines going on, a lot of interchanging uh, stuff going on. But I thought it was, I thought it was actually pretty well done and well presented to us. Yeah, like you said, good storytelling. I think they hit a lot of aspects of. Uh, they got over Cameron and Dexter out of the match. They moved forward with uh, uh, Johnny and uh, what's his name, Priest. And then you have Candice going to 
the world of unknown when she fights uh, EO next week or when is it? Two weeks next week? Two weeks. I think it's two weeks. It's Halloween. Halloween. Yeah. Halloween. Um, I was able to pull up. I'm not sure if you had this listed, so I apologize if I'm taking your shittier. Uh, no, please. The, the list of matches that were on the wheel. So this is no, I tried. I didn't. I couldn't. Yeah. I was trying to grab a screenshot, but I didn't get to grab um, it. So please give us the list of matches. Yeah, the coal miners uh, glove on a pole match, which is always fun. Uh, <laughs> a trick or street fight. A blindfold match. No. This would be fun. Casket match. I doubt they would do that, but that would be fun. Uh, Chamber of Horrors match is always good. Biker's Chain match. Buried Alive match. Uh, Devil's Playground match. Boiler Room Brawl. This one seems like an obvious choice. Shotzi's choice. (laughs) And then Weapons Wild match. So something's going to go down at Halloween Havoc with both those title, uh, title fights. So I'm excited for that. I, I love it. I think those are actually pretty some pretty wild match ideas, and um, it's going to be a, a hard hitting, fun, great night. I cannot wait for Halloween Havoc uh, NXT presenting. So super excited for that. Great NXT show. I thought it was good. I thought it did a lot for storytelling across the board. Uh, Joey, before we go to AEW real quick, and I want to ask you this because I want you to chime in. Uh, they had mentioned. I know it's kind of going back to the first. I should have brought it up when we talked about the undisputed era. I heard Beth like confirm that there was a hired hit by uh yes what's his name uh fuck? rich rich, rich holland, holland on so right i did hear that too and i heard i even heard kyle o'reilly saying that you know we're eventually going to kind of find out who was behind this yeah right so they kind of hinted at that so i think again great for gate great forward thinking and 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 forward looking storylines we we you kind of i think you actually hinted on it that there there had to be someone behind the muscle yeah, and it only makes sense that it's Pat McAfee. It only makes great, sense. Great. It absolutely has so to great. be, because he's the money man. He's the the million dollar man in terms of he's what what do they say? He's made a million dollars in seven different jobs or whatever they yeah, said or like some that, yeah. some something. It just would this that would just be so perfect. It would be perfect because it 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 felt real. It's it's good. So. I did hear it. I just wanted to see them plant a little bit more seeds before I kind of brought up in our, our chat, but I okay. always appreciate the, the conversation. Oh, yeah, I just figured, uh, figured it'd be nice to touch on that real quick. No, it's good. You're If, if you wanted your uh, pat on the back for being right, you got it. I wasn't right. looking for that, but I'll take it. No, nope. always, always. You got it, and you got one of these. <laughs> All right, you got a thumbs, you got a thumbs oh, up nice. oh, I missed on, that. on the okay, Zoom. Yeah. There you go. Appreciate <laughs> um, in refer- in, with time, AEW, it's the anniversary show. Now, one thing I noticed in the beginning, I don't know if you guys noticed, I didn't see the guys on commentary. So I know they pr- they promoted the show as live, and I know when they were having the very first match, if you looked over in the segments of the match, the commentary booth was dark. So it's almost like they dubbed in the commentary. I thought it was kind of weird. Just want to throw that out there. And if anyone else who was listening to us saw this actually take place, reach out to us on Twitter at um, the WrestleBuzz with three Zs to see if you kind of caught that one. Because I, I, I thought I saw something, so it'd be kind of funny. Yeah. But – um. Tag team wrestling. We had opening dynamite, FTR versus best friends. And it was for the championship. And Nick, I know that obviously you always say that what they do best is tag team wrestling, but what FTR does best is literally tag team wrestling. I mean, they are shoulders, heads and shoulders above the rest. It's it's so clear. They absolutely get it. Um, we say it week in and week out again. I hate to always I don't want to kind of reiterate the same thing, but they absolutely get it. And um, I thought it was I thought it was a great match. I thought it was cool to see um, Kip Sabian's uh, arcade game get broken. 
And, you know, <laughs> Penelope Ford go get Miro. Miro come in and come destroy best friends. Yeah. Um, FTR got the win and, of course, heel fashion, as they always do. But I guess, t- you know, take me through this. You know, did you appreciate the match? Did you thought it was a good match? Um, do you see best friends Miro and Kip Sabian's feud, I guess, the next feud for them? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's definitely the, the next feud, no question about it. Um, and I thought it was a fantastic match. Uh, FTR always delivers, man. They're just a classic throwback. I mean, old school on every level. And sneaky as all hell. Always do anything necessary to pull off the debut. Uh, it's just awesome to watch. And it was, you know, Miro uh, definitely came in and did some destruction, which was uh, a sight to see. Um, and hopefully, you know, keep pushing him forward, even though it was a little shady with some of the, his moves with the uh, you know, good uh, – What's the name of his move? The submission again? The, 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 the accolade. Boss accolade. Yeah, you know, the, the Bosch accolade on, on Sean Maluda. But my goodness gracious. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I mean, that, that, that feud I look forward to. I, I like what best friends, is, best friends do and what they're capable of. So it would be nice to see Miro uh, you know, go over, especially Kip. No, absolutely. Um, I mean, they just, keep, they just keep doing their thing. And it is week in and week out is the reason why. I get why they wanted to kind of go somewhere else. If they weren't getting the opportunity to do what they wanted to do, it's clear as day they're getting they're getting full autonomy over their storylines and, and everything over there. It's very clear. Uh, Joey, we have a tournament, man. I know you're a big tournament guy. Huge tournament. All right, we have a tournament leading up to full gear, November 7th, and we have eight guys um, in this tournament. So we have Penta. We have Ray Phoenix facing off. That's a great match. Kenny Omega, Joey Janela. We got to figure Kenny Omega is definitely going to win that match, right? So, yeah. You would think, yeah. <laughs> you would think. Cole Cabana and Hangman Page. Mm-hmm. Okay. Jungle Boy versus Wardlow. Shout out to Wardlow. <laughs> All right. I know this is going to be a little bit thrown off because I want to see if we can kind of, I guess, fantasy predict this one. Joey, since I know you love tournaments, boys, of course, you can weigh in after. Joey, take me through who you think is going to win, which setups, and who's actually going to come out on top of this tournament. Yeah, first off, I, uh, Penta versus Phoenix. I feel like that should be like the that could be a finals match. It's going to be phenomenal. Uh, I'd say Penta wins out of that one. Okay. Um, Kenny beats Joey. Hangman beats Colt, and then Wardlow beats Jungle Boy. Unless all right, so then we're gonna then we're gonna redo the brackets. Then yeah. if we're gonna have then we're gonna have Penta versus Kenny Omega, Hangman versus Wardlow. Go. So unfortunately. Hangman will beat Wardlow in this. Uh, it's unfortunate, huh? yeah. Um, yeah. But I think it's it, the payoff will be Kenny versus Penta and Kenny beating Penta, and then we get Kenny versus Hangman for the number one contendership, which I think is what we all want. Which, right? makes, which makes perfect sense, right? Makes, makes perfect sense for what they're trying to do. With that being the potential finals, who comes out on top? i like to see Kenny come out on top. I think we need that, uh, that, that final... Uh, meeting I, I not a meeting but like i think he needs to get that jump right i think we've we've said since he's been in uh aew we haven't gotten the full-fledged kenny omega that we wanted to see singles run i think it's uh about time that we get that and hopefully they work like him and hangman through this tournament and through this time period progress their feud and finish it off at full gear where it's so it, it ends there, and then we don't have to. We can work on Kenny and whoever the champion is at the time going forward. I think that's what I would like to see at least. Yeah, I think a well said, great point, and honestly, that's how I kind of see it playing out. I think actually, I yeah, I I'm looking at the brackets. 
I think I'd probably follow your exact bracket. So, yeah. boys, we'll, you know, obviously for time purposes, we won't go through every single one again. Do you agree with Joey's picks? Do you have any, any other I uh, any other input, uh, Tom? Yeah, no, I think like Joey said, I think this is I think he nailed it perfectly. I think this is what they've been going for since they broke up. You know, Kenny and Hangman, what was it, over a few months ago? You know, yeah, they've been planting the seed for a match between the two, and what better way to do it than for a number one contendership? So, you know, be very cool. And, you know, hopefully Kenny comes on top because, you know, we've been waiting for the Kenny Omega to finally show up in AEW. So hopefully this is his time to shine. It might be his time. Nick, any, uh, any other words just to add to it? Yeah. I mean, I, at the end of the day, no matter how, whoever wins or loses, as far as you know, some of the other forecasts, whatever, it's going to come down to page and Omega, no question about it. But, so hopefully, hopefully we get the full fledged right? cleaner. Yeah, he's coming, but shout out to Wardlow. Can't wait to see him wrestle. Um, Nick, MJF, his big announcement was this week, right? His big announcement, we've been waiting for this. I know that that's the reason why you took off last week is because you couldn't wait. You couldn't talk about it until you actually heard it. Um, So MJF calls out Jericho in the inner circle. Judas plays. We're all singing it along, right? I know we all are. We do it every week when he comes out. And Sammy Guevara finally gets his jacket. And MJF, a little too big, right? A <laughs> little too big, a little too big. Um, MJF, nice, that's really funny. Um, MJF wrestles with the decision. Of, well, first of all, he compliments Jericho, and Jericho tells him, "All right, cut the shit. What, what, yeah. what, are, we, what are we doing here?" Um, so, pretty much, teases wanting to join the inner circle using as many adjectives as possible, and they say that two piranhas have never you know you don't see two products go after each other so jericho says listen we're a family we're gonna have to talk about it but next week one-on-one jericho mjf steak dinner steak dinner do you like this comedy angle are we leading to a joining of the inner circle where do you how do you see this playing out do you we we leading to a one-on-one match what are you thinking uh i i actually really enjoy the uh the comedy aspect for sure i think the steak dinner thing is absolutely hilarious uh especially with those two i mean on the mic it's just gold in every every facet of the game comedy wise realness whatever they whatever you need to be done those two can do it um i'm kind of interested to see how it plays out i could i could definitely see him joining the inner circle for a little bit and and riding that out and maybe you know sammy get booted out of there but i could also see setting up a, a nice feud between the both of them as well i don't know if they're going to push mjf as more of like a face um but any direction they go i think is just pure gold and would be legit for viewers no question about it All right no, I mean I'm I'm excited. They have so many 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 different directions. Yeah, a lot of possibilities. This is there. this is definitely the storyline I'm paying probably most attention to, um, as the weeks progress. I definitely want to see how this one goes. Um, better Tom, than Jericho had... and Luther. You're better, better than, than Jericho and okay. Luther. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, definitely sure. much better than that. <laughs> I know Jericho uh, and Luther. <laughs> yeah. Um, t- Tom, we had a TNT Championship with Cody and Orange Cassidy. All right, hard hitting. Yes. Good match. Dark Order gets involved. They get tossed. Unfortunately, at least maybe maybe I'm saying unfortunately, Cody wins by time, I guess the time running out. But saved Cassie had him rolled up. So it was a save by the bell. Um, are you happy with that kind of finish? Does that help kind of, I guess, bring the loss from Brody Lee in the most recent TNT championship match that um, Orange Cassidy had? Does this kind of tease maybe Cody's... I know he's saying he's going to face, but maybe he's going to turn heel. What do you think? Take, take me through this. 
I mean, I'm like kind of 50, 50, 50 with it. I mean, I want, I think, okay, you know, like it helps, it helps, it helps, um, Cody, but it also makes, you know, it's kind of weak. You know what I mean? I always hated how matches end in you know, time constraints. You know, I'm not, I'm not a huge fan of that. I think you have a match, you don't end it in a, like, I guess you want to call it a tie, whatever type of thing. You want to call it that. Um, even though, you know, Cody obviously you know, retains the belt, but no, I wasn't, wasn't a big fan of that. I mean, like you said, match was hard hitting. It was a lot of fun, but the ending was just eh for me. So uh, maybe somewhere down the line, they have a rematch, but I mean, and like you said, Cody's been te- teasing being a heel for seems like forever, but I mean, he comes back a couple of weeks ago and he cuts that one promo. I was like, Oh, this guy's going to be the ultimate baby face, but I don't know. Very, very unpredictable with him. I mean, maybe that's what they're doing, doing that on purpose, but I don't know. Yeah. No, I, I, you know, I, I guess maybe they're trying to protect both, right? You want to kind of protect both of them. You want to get Cassidy's stock back up and rising a little bit. You want to kind of keep teasing that potential heel turn of Cody, even though he's staying a face. Um, I guess they're trying to be very careful with their storytelling with that one. Um, Joey, we had a random draw, right? Mm. All the t- all the teams in AEW, and we had the random draw where they picked out four teams that'll face each other the winners getting shot at FTR full gear, right? Private party, um, silver and Reynolds from the dark order, butcher and the blade and the young bucks. Are we finally going to get the matchup we wanted? Is it time to get FTR and the young bucks or, or, or where, how do you maybe see this playing out? Two things before I get into that. First of all, I love John silver. I think he's underratedly a very funny man. If his little, uh, his little things he does, if you watch him, like when he's out with uh, with Brody Lee, fantastic. Just want to get that out there. Number two, who's the num- what, what are the rankings for in AEW? I don't know how many times I have to say it. We have a tournament for the number one contendership for the World Championship, and now we have a random draw for a, a tag team title shot. Who's ranked number one or number two? Why aren't they getting a shot? So that I always question that every week. I, I Maybe I should stop and just – except the fact that they're not going to pay attention to that sometimes. It is what it is. It's getting into the match. Uh, I'd like to see the Young Bucks. I don't. I still don't know what they're doing. And I said this last week. I don't know what they're doing with this whole uh, super kick everybody thing. Are they just pissed off that FTR is taking over? They eventually want to get to that point. Um, I, I would like to see them earn it a different way to, to get to FTR. Maybe FTR like screws them over in the match. I don't know. Uh if it comes out at full gear, this is when we're going to finally get FTR versus the Young Bucks. I'm just excited to see the match finally, but uh, I, I'm just—it's still in the back of my head with this whole this whole ranking system. Just kind of rubs me the wrong way a little bit. I don't know. It's kind of like they're playing with our. What's the point of having it? They, this this was the aspect of AEW trying to be different from WWE, and they're not even using it as a a thing. It's just not non-existent. It seems like I don't know. Maybe I'm thinking too much. You tell me. No, I mean, because, you know, we, we said it before, right? It's one of those things where it sounded like a great idea, and you can appreciate them rolling with it still not giving up on yeah. the whole rankings and the stats. But, again, that backs you into a corner when it comes creatively, to storylines. Sure. And, exactly, creatively it hurts you. It could help, but it also could hurt. Because sometimes the storylines don't come off the paper as intended. And sometimes the fan reactions and the wrestling matches and the chemistry dictate where the storylines are going to go. So I think that unfortunately, this is one of those scenarios where they're trying to not give up on something, but allowing for the storyline to still take precedent 
at the same time. So I think that's kind of where they're, they're kind of like in that, like that weird struggle. They're having a hard time with this. So I agree with you do it or don't do it. Or if you're going to have rankings, maybe do like a, a weekly ranking or a monthly ranking, but don't have yeah. the rankings dictate championship contendership. You know what I mean? Like, they're Oh, yeah. they're, exactly. They're not, you know, big swells on a seven win streak. So she, since she's on a seven win streak, she's going to get a chance. She's going to shot at, at, at Cheetah. Okay. Is she the number two? Is she the number one contender? You know, she was powering number two, but you know what I mean? Like they can maybe try to backtrack a little bit if they wanted to, but I agree with you. I think it's, but I can't appreciate they're not trying to give up on it though. Like, you know, I agree. And I'll stop talking about it. I, honestly, I, like, I don't want to keep bringing it up because it, 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 it kind of, it doesn't piss me off. I don't want to say it pisses me off. It just like, it's like you're, I don't know. It, the, the, the complaints from fans and like the, how they get stuck, people stick up for them every week. It's just like, I want to be able to criticize both brands. And I feel like this is a way to criticize AEW, I guess, in a way, but I think treat it like if you're going to have a ranking system, have the number one, have, if there's, you have the champion, then the, the rank number one, number two, if you're deciding a, a, a four-way tag team championship, uh, number one contendership match, take the top four tag teams. What is there? Why is there a random drawing? Just take the top four and then call it a day. Yeah. Why not? I don't know. I don't like, what's the point, right? I what's mean, if point? you're not yeah. going to follow it, yeah. I don't know. Well, just me being petty, I guess, whatever. <laughs> you got a point. Yeah, you're absolutely right. What's the point? Yeah, I know. I I'm with you. I'm with but if, you. like I said, if we get the Young Bucks and FTR out of it, I'm. I we. I think we've all been waiting for this since FTR came over. So yeah. I'll be excited no matter what. It's going to be. Yeah. A great match. No, it's definitely going to be a great match. But I agree, it's a really good point, Joey. I mean, I, it's it's definitely it's it's something that is noticeable to smart fans and actually probably most fans yeah. um, who actually pay attention to the show. Um, main event time. Now I don't want to. I don't want to take away from Sheeta and and Big Swole. So. They had she had her championship match. Um, we'll kind of go with this one quick. So I know we're kind of really probably pressing for time at this point. Um, she, like we said in the beginning of the show, she is the best woman that they have in AEW right now. It's clear as day. Um, you know, they're trying to push Big Swell as a legitimate contender, big, strong athlete, um, moves really well in the ring. Uh, Sheeta gets the win as she deserves to. And I thought it was good. So I guess, boys, really quick, um, before we get to the main event. We're happy seeing Sheeta win, right? I mean, do we think Big Swole was a legitimate competition for her? Or we thought it was just kind of like a, a placeholder-type match to kind of make sure that we keep Sheeta out, out and relevant? Uh, Nick, if you want to go first. Well, I mean, it's clear that Sheeta's, like, head and shoulders way better than everybody else right now during this present time for them. So I can understand trying to help push Big Swole. I mean, she could be a little bit on the transitional end. Uh, but at the same time, you know, you hope that they can just keep finding ways to help Sheeta, you know, bring people up to her level and really uh, – elevate a lot of the other females because they're, they're kind of hurting there and she's just leaps and bounds better than everybody else. Yeah. No, that's a good point. Tom, do you have anything to add to that? <laughs> Not really. I mean, Nick basically covered it, you know, just, I think she's, I won't say a placeholder, but you know, until they get someone else like on cheetahs, you know, level, I mean, I think it's just, you know, it is what it is, unfortunately. So. Yeah. And uh, Joey, any, uh, any last words to add to that match and to. Uh, AWN's women's dog shit. And that's all I have to say about that. <laughs> <laughs> get better please okay well hey you know what i guess maybe they're trying right they're trying to make big soul a legitimate contender but okay main event time just i'm i'm half kidding but i know you i know you are main event time moxley archer no disqualification match um we were talking about before the show started um hard hitting fast pace Good, I guess, good championship match. Eddie Kingston on commentary. Um, Moxley gets the win. Joey, 
I guess, take me through your thoughts of the match. Did you like the match? Did it accomplish what it's been trying to accomplish? I know we've had to have this put off because of um, Archer's, I guess, testing positive, I guess, for COVID-19. Yeah. Um, I guess, tell me, take me through it. No, I think it was a great match. We, uh, I think they, uh, they've already met in New Japan when uh, Moxley had signed over there uh, for the short term. And it was pretty cool. They had a side-by-side of the the uh, the spot he did with the um, – I don't know what he calls his finisher now. The double-arm DDT through the table. They uh, did a side-by-side from AW, from Dynamite and then to New Japan. It was like basically the same as that thing. So it was pretty cool to, to relive that. Uh, Archer's definitely a candidate to be a future champion, I think. Obviously, now wasn't the time, but I love the match. It was hard-hitting. That's what it seems like Moxley's MO is with all his matches now is hard-hitting, brutal – beatdowns and he seems to come out on top so props to him and uh i I, i'm i'm happy with him being champion right now i don't think i from everyone he's going up against i think he's the one that's he'd be able to carry the best so i'm i'm good with him winning and hopefully he does until we get him versus someone that's actually viable to be a current champion fair well said i actually do agree with you uh tommy anything to add uh, not really. Like Joey said, hard-hitting match. I mean, that's what all his matches are, now, you know, in AEW. And, you know, Archer, like, I think eventually he will be a champ, but right now it's not his time. So, no, I mean, absolutely fine with him as Moxley as champion. You know, he's been carrying it for, like, what, the last half a year, wherever it's been, he's been champion. So, no. Know, yeah. It is more than whatever it is. So, no, you know, no problems with him. So, and if they set it up for him and Kingston again, it'd be pretty cool. <clears throat> Yeah, I wouldn't mind seeing them uh, face each other again. But I agree. I think Moxley is the head and shoulders clear champion at this point. The only person that, I, of course, we wish could have a belt just because we love him so much is MJF. But um, we can see why Moxley has the title. It's very clear. So, um, Nick, anything to add to it while we wrap up our uh, Wednesday night segment? Yeah, no, Moxley. Moxley's been legit. He's been a legit champion. Uh, he's been doing great work carrying the brand as, as the face of, of championship play. Um, and also, you know, Lance Archer certainly uh, proved that he's definitely a main event player in the foreseeable future. So it was very well done. Well said. Well said. Joey, back to you. Hmm. Hey, guys, what's going on? Uh, Friday Night Smackdown was last night. <clears throat> Unfortunately, I wasn't able to catch much of it, but I uh, kind of got an understanding of what happened through social media, which is great. Um, I did happen to see the New Day on their farewell match on SmackDown. Uh, it seems to be, and there is rumors, that uh, Big E will ditch the New Day thing. And I know it wasn't, we weren't, no one's 100% sure yet until we see it. But uh, they may look for him to drop like the comedy gimmick and take on a more serious role, so he is presentable maybe as a future champion. I'm not sure how that is going to play out, but uh, Jersey, just any thoughts on uh, the official split of New Day and uh, what you want to see going forward from them? Yeah, so I mean, I I can't believe actually it's happening. Right, they were together for six years and they were booed out the building, and then they changed their gimmick and they were embraced, and they were arguably one of the best tag teams that we've seen in recent history. Um, it's, you know, when Big E came up, right, he had a nice run in, in NXT, and this is a very early NXT, the five-count Big E. Mm-hmm. Um, so when he came up, something that kind of held him back was they didn't feel that he was, I guess, his 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 character was very, you weren't, like, gravitating towards character. This comedy angle allowed him to be himself and be his true self, and it allowed him to kind of, you know, I guess you can say spread his wings and, and, and get over with the crowd. So I, I'm very interested to see if, 
they literally cut the comedy because that's kind of when he starts to really flourish and shine is when he was mm. funny himself. The pancakes rolling down the ramp, like when he rolls down the ramp, that's that's funny. Yeah, it's great. Like I like that when he gyrates, it's funny <clears throat> because when it's time to play, he plays hard, and when it's time to wrestle, he wrestles even harder. So it's really interesting to kind of see if this is going to be a route they're going to go is to kind of get him away from the comedy game and get him serious. But I hope they don't take him too serious because he has that charisma about him. Not many wrestlers have that. And he's someone who does. So I don't want to see them move away from something that is really his true self. Yeah. And if you remember his, his uh, NXT run, uh, that was like your time. And then like when you were the only one watching NXT, so shout I was scouring the, scouring the, the internet first. before the, you were the first. before the, before you, the network. You were came. NXT. You were NXT. I was, and I always will be. <laughs> um, I was scouring the internet for NXT. YouTube didn't even have it. I had to find like bootleg websites and I had like signs of VPNs. So I couldn't track my stuff. It was, <laughs> It was a tough time. That's when I first, when I first saw Bray Wyatt. You know, I saw Bray Wyatt before he even debuted on the main roster. It was fantastic. Wow. That's my guy, too. Uh, but, yeah, seeing him down there, and then when he came up with Dolph and AJ, I, I, I got a good vibe from him that he was going to be a future uh, champion. The AJ look, Lee, just making sure. Uh, yeah, AJ Lee, yes. Um, the, the look he had and the, his ability in the ring. So, I mean, if you, if you can combine, just yeah, like you said, transition it properly to a, a more serious role, but not don't lose like the luster of him being having that uh, comedic relief uh, like in, the, in his back pocket as well. But I agree with you. Good point. Um, we also had uh, uh, Seth Rollins. What we talked about earlier. It's still dealing with his mysterious problem. Uh, we're not sure when that's going to end, uh, but Daniel Bryan also, is a possibility to to come in in that on that new feud as well, Tommy? What are your thoughts on a a potential? Let's look past the whole Mysterio thing for now, and then potential uh, DB Seth Rollins feud. No, man, I think that'd be I think that'd be very cool. I mean, when they were you know cutting their little promos last night, and and um, Daniel Bryan's like, you know, your your thing, your your philosophy is like Florida. Or I forgot exactly what he said, but you know, your message is this and that. You're just you know stupid. And yeah, Rollins got all pissed off and you know, attacked him and stuff. But no, yeah, it's going to be – those two should be a lot of fun. If, you know, whenever he is finally finished with the Mysterios, yeah, and right. I don't know when that's going to be. Hopefully by Christmas, who knows. But, uh, you know, but no, definitely down the line, it's going to be a lot of fun. Good to see Daniel Bryan back. I, I mean, I know he's doing – you know, he was daddy duty for the last couple of months and everything. So, no, good to have him back. Yeah, really good to have him back. Uh, his first time in the Thunderdome, so that's pretty cool. That's, that was very, yeah, very cool. Uh, and the way they worked in that, I don't know if you saw the beginning of the show, the way they worked in the Yes chant with the crowd and everything, like they had everyone at home doing the Yes chant yeah. on the screens. It was yeah, pretty, it was pretty cool. badass. Um, Nikki Noodles, we ended the show, I believe we ended the show, like I said, in a much show last night, but I assume we ended the show with uh, Reigns and Strowman. Yeah. Uh, big, uh, the big man got choked out by Roman, showing his, uh, his submission side there. Good for the I Quit match coming up at uh, Hell in the Cell. Uh, just thoughts on uh, how the end of the show there, Strowman taking, getting choked out by Roman, and uh, what do you think uh, is going to happen going forward? We saw Jey Uso attack Roman as well with a chair. So yeah, and to that point, uh, just thoughts on that, man. Well, I love the I love the match itself and the Roman, you know, really taking it to Strowman per se and uh, putting a new side to him with the submission hold, which is fantastic, especially for the I Quit match, obviously. Yeah. But it's always nice to have that extra dimension um, as as a champion to have a more versatile arsenal where you can win via submission or, you know, at by pinfall as well. Um, and then tend to attack Strowman with the chair and all that. And then, you know, Jay having the, uh, the shot to really, um, 
really hammered this feud home with him. It's been just been fantastic. His work has been great, and I'm so happy for Jay to actually get this push and to go after Roman. It's been an excellent buildup, and uh, I can't wait for the uh, the payoff here at the Helm Cell. Yeah, me too. I think we it's I we you could hope for something fishy to happen, and then uh, to to kind of like further along maybe something going forward. But I just hope that. I know we're going to get a great match out of the two. We've seen no battle through the throughout the years through the Usos and the Shield and stuff. So I'm excited as well. It's definitely a weird pairing, but it works really, really well with what they're doing. You know? Yeah. No. Yeah. It's got to be them living together forever. Like they've been yeah. each other their whole lives. So it's pretty cool to see that uh, come out. Um, boys, that was this week in wrestling. Uh, I know we couldn't hit on everything that happened because we have uh, a time constraint. Um, <laughs> just before we. Uh, and the show here, just want to go round table. I know I didn't put it in the notes. I keep forgetting. But, uh, Tommy, your MVP of the week, who do you got? I'm going to go with uh, MVP of the week. Oof, it's tough. Yes, I don't know. There's a lot, a lot of good things this week. I would say I'll go with Brian Alexa. Okay, I like that. And J3, who you got, buddy? Tony Schiavone. Tony Schiavone, because he went to a salon with Dr. Britt Baker. Um, he got his chest waxed. He got his feet done. And he hung out in a salon with Dr. Britt Baker. I wish I could hang in a salon with Dr. Britt Baker um, and get pampered. So for me, he's my MVP, and that, Tony Scavone. And that was the only good thing about the AEW's women's division this week was Tony Schiavone getting waxed. And that's a fact, Jack. Uh, Nikki Jules, MVP of the week. Uh, I'm going... I'm going. I'm going to go with the returning and uh, Tony Storm really uh, climaxing here with the female uh, wrestling division and uh, you know making her way home to the uh, NXT top of the mountain there. Fair. I like that. Uh, my MVP, as I was trying to think while you were saying, because I wasn't even prepared myself. My MVP of the week is. Uh, Eddie Kingston. I like the way he ended the show. We didn't really hit on that before. But, yeah, that was fantastic. Uh, he's making he's making his presence known. And I'm very high on the Eddie Kingston uh, train right now. So I know he's not going to get an immediate title shot, but when he does get back in the picture, I'd like to see uh, like to see what he can do with the with the strap there. Maybe North American shot, uh, not a North American TNT Championship shot. So shout out to Eddie Kingston. Shout out to Wardlow. Shout out to Cameron Grimes. <laughs> and shout out to everyone at home listening. We appreciate you. Uh, check us out on uh, uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Music, Amazon Music, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, whatever the fuck it's called these days. Everywhere you can get a podcast, check us out on. It's been real, boys. Everyone, stay safe. Take care. Watch more wrestling.